Welcome back to the Energetics of Everything, your favorite place to learn about all things wealth, health, and personal development from an energetic perspective. If you are someone who is in pursuit of both being the best version of yourself and creating a wildly impactful life, then this is the place for you. Throughout this podcast, you will learn how to use my hindsight as your foresight as you identify your purpose, optimize your behavior patterns, and create a ripple effect of positive change that your soul knows you're capable of. My name is Eden Carpenter, and I am so excited to be a part of your personal growth today. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Energetics of Everything. I am your host, Eden Carpenter. I am extremely excited for this episode because my intention is that this will not just be a podcast episode that you listen to because it came out this week, but hopefully this is a resource that will support you in making aligned decisions and aligned purchases and investments presently and in the future. Human design at its core is about decision-making. It's about aligned decision-making specifically, but it's hoping to give you more awareness around who you are, the patterns that you experience, and the way that you interpret the world. What this does in application to decision-making is this allows you to get a little bit clearer around what voices you're hearing, what motivations you're feeling, and why you're wanting to make the purchases that you are wanting to make. As someone who is both consciously and unconsciously invested in herself for the last several years, human design has been such an incredible tool for me in making more aligned investments, picking mentors, choosing programs to go through, educational resources, Human design has been such an incredible tool for that. So my goal with this episode is to really dive into what human design authority is. And we're going to talk about some things that affect your authority that we don't necessarily talk about because I want you to be able to pinpoint your decision-making process and figure out how you can use your design to make decisions that are going to support you both feeling better while you're making the decision and hopefully choosing decisions and choosing investments that support your highest good and your alignment and are not coming from your non-self. The first thing that we're going to discuss is we're just going to dive into authority. So in case you've never met your human design chart, if you've never really worked with your authority, your human design authority is one of the most important pieces of your chart. So let's dive into how decision-making works. I like to think of decision-making as a meeting. We have this meeting and we have nine members attending this meeting All of these members are going to be the different centers. We have the head center, we have the Ajna center, we have the throat center, G center, ego, all of these different centers are individuals that are coming to this meeting and they're going to voice their opinions and they're going to talk about what they're seeing, what they're feeling, what they're experiencing. You as the conscious passenger are going to hear all of these conversations or see them or read them or however your internal cognition works. You're going to receive information from all of these different places and you're going to try and sort it out. 
and you're going to try and figure out what the best decision is. Now, the thing about this conversation, let's look at your body graphs. If you don't have your chart pulled up, I want you to pull it up right now. Pause it. Come back to this. You'll probably want to make some notes from this episode or use this more, more intentionally. I mean, you can listen to it through just once and then listen to it again if you need to, to take those notes. But I do suggest taking notes on this particular episode because you're going to learn a lot about your decision-making. When we have defined and undefined centers, this is where the conversation starts to get really fun. Every center that's defined in your body graph, the same voice, the same entity, the same perspective is coming to every single meeting. The defined centers have been at every single meeting from the moment that you were born until the moment that you are currently experiencing. Up until the present, these defined centers have been at every meeting. They've been involved in every decision that you've ever made. They hold information from your experience, from your design, from your authenticity. Then we have undefined centers. With the undefined centers, we're getting information from the present moment. We're getting pure information from where we're perceiving because these undefined centers are where we perceive things in the world. It's what we're looking for. The voices of these particular centers, I like to think of it as an intern. So if you're running a company, the centers that are defined, those are the departments that always send the same person to this board meeting. The ones that are undefined, it's going to be a different member pretty much every single decision that you're making. And these undefined centers are going to throw at you these questions and these concerns. They're sharing their perspective. They're sharing what they are perceiving. However, they don't always have the full story. So for an example, I have an undefined head center and around 70 to 75% of the population also has an undefined head center. So the undefined head center at every single meeting, all of my other centers, the ones that are defined are having conversations. They're bringing up awareness. They're bringing things up. And this head center will come in and the head center wants to voice its opinion as well. It's at this meeting for a reason. It wants to bring information that it thinks is very, very important for you to know. So it's going to say, well, do we have answers? Do we have inspiration? Do I need to be looking for the answers? Are we sure that we're ready for this? It's going to have all of these questions that are causing this mental anxiety. It's going to be this energy of searching for answers applying that to, if you're making a decision around a coach or a program, the undefined head center can say, I don't have the answers and I need access to someone who does. So in the past, I have definitely found myself reaching for specific goals or reaching for specific milestones and thinking that I didn't have the answers in order to get myself from where I am to where I want to go. I would hire a coach or I would reach out and I would enroll in a program because I felt like the program or the coach or whatever I was investing in was somehow going to give me the answers that I was missing in order to get to the next level, in order to get to the next step, in order to get the result that I was trying to get. The undefined head center is going to have this voice of, oh my gosh, we need answers. And so if it's motivating you to find answers because it feels uncomfortable with not knowing, that is going to be your undefined head center or your non-self motivating your decision. If you are like me and part of the 70 to 75% of the population with an undefined head center, this voice of, I don't know the answers, everyone else must know more than me. There's this secret that everyone else in the industry seems to know, and I'm just missing it. If there's any of that energy or there's any of that talk going on inside of you, you might want to look at 
if you're actually making a decision from your authority, or if you're allowing your non-self undefined head center to pull you out of alignment and to tell you to make this investment because it feels like it's missing something. That's going to be a theme that you're going to see with every single one of the undefined centers is this energy of lack, this energy of, I am missing what I want or what I need in order to get where I want. When you're approaching a decision from that state, what you're saying energetically is I am not enough to get where I want to go. If you are in that state, because if you're saying I need this program, I need this mentor to get the answers in order to get where I want to go, you are approaching that decision from a state of lack. You are saying, I am not good enough. You are saying, I don't have all of the answers. I need something outside of me in order to get where I want to go. You're saying me plus this program might equal good enough in order to receive what I want to receive. If you're approaching a decision with that kind of projection on a program, you're saying this coach is going to solve my problems. This coach has my answers. This coach is going to just guide me and tell me everything I need to know in order to get from point A to point B. You're disempowering yourself. Human design is about autonomy. It is about decision-making. It is about finding who you are and learning to operate in, in a way that's authentic with who you are and accepting the, these parts about you. When you have these undefined centers that are searching for answers or searching for a sense of direction or searching for proof that you are valuable or a certification that says you are worthy enough to discuss what you're wanting to do, that's something that you should take into consideration. What are you searching for in this program? What do you think this program or this coach has that you are missing? That question will probably help you narrow down which undefined centers are speaking to you in this conversation and which undefined centers are possibly motivating you to take action that may not be in alignment with your full authentic truth and your full alignment. The reason why the undefined head centers pull us out of alignment is because they're searching for something. They're searching to perceive something. They're searching to look for something and it's inconsistent in your energy. We often blame our inconsistencies for not being where we want to be. And that's an easy pattern for us to get into. These centers that are undefined, they're bringing you present moment troubles or present moment concerns that don't always hold the entire picture. And that's why we have to rely more on your defined centers for making this decision because your defined centers have been at every meeting. Your defined centers have been through everything with you and they hold that wisdom and they contain that consistent access two specific forms of wisdom within that definition. That's what definition means is you have access to a specific wisdom or a specific trait consistently and repetitively. When we're looking at the body graph, something else that I think is extremely important when making decisions is splits in definition. If you're a single definition, all of the defined centers in your body graph are having a cohesive and single conversation. Picture being in a board meeting where one person is talking, everyone else is listening. The next person talks, everyone else is paying attention to them and listening to them. Everyone is on the same page. Everyone is having the same cohesive conversation. If you are a single definition, your undefined centers are going to be the primary place that's going to pull you out of alignment, especially with purchases and making aligned decisions when you're buying things. Those are going to be the places you want to look, especially if you're a single definition with an undefined ego, that can be one of the biggest 
triggers. It can say essentially the undefined ego says, if I do this, I will be worthy. I will be good enough. I will have proved my value. I see a lot of people who are single definitions with an undefined ego They tend to be serial certification earners. They get lots of certifications. They get lots of this external validation that proves that they are worthy of the things that they want to be discussing, worthy of receiving, worthy of charging what they want to charge, whatever that may be. That undefined ego says, if I do this, if I prove my worth in this way, then I will have the credibility in order to teach what I want to teach, receive what I want to receive, charge what I want to charge. That is going to be the undefined ego. If you're a single definition, you have one cohesive conversation that's happening in your body graph and in your internal experience. Then you just have to watch out for those undefined centers that might be searching for something that you don't actually need and searching for something that you're not going to consistently have access to. If you are relying on something that's inconsistent, it's always going to feel inconsistent. And you're putting yourself in a position where you are either going to feel successful or not based on if you feel like you are worthy or not. And based on that external validation, that's a whole recipe for disempowerment, for pulling yourself out of alignment and feeling like a victim of your situation. When you're not a victim of your situation, you have sovereignty, you have control, you have divine will that allows you to make decisions and choose with intention. And that's the entire conversation we're having is you have everything that you need inside of you in order to make aligned decisions, even if it doesn't look like the kind of information that you think you need in order to know. So single definitions, single conversation. Let's talk about splits. When you have a split definition, there's a couple of different variations that can show up, but we're going to specifically talk about when you have two separate conversations that are happening in your energy. You are a wide split or a narrow split. The narrow split, you actually may not want to look that closely at the centers that are undefined. Yes, they will be very important, but you actually want to look at your split gates. The split gates that you're going to be looking at, if you have a narrow split, it means that there is just one gate separating your two internal conversations. The two internal conversations, essentially what's happening is at that board meeting where all of these centers are coming together, you still have these interns, you still have these undefined centers that are providing that momentary clarity, but you also have these two separate conversations that are happening, but there is a very narrow split. You can have a narrow split with multiple gates. So it will tell you on your human design chart split. And then it'll usually say like gate 18, gate 38, gate whatever. It'll show you some gate numbers that are going to show you where that split is because your energy is having these two conversations. The way that that body graph is going to interact essentially is that you have two voices of authority. The single definition, you have one strong authority and there's a hierarchy of authority. If your emotional center is defined, you're an emotional authority. If it's undefined, we're going to look at the sacral. If the sacral is defined, you're a sacral authority. If the emotional center and the sacral are undefined, we're going to look at the splenic center. The splenic center is going to be that third in the hierarchy. If all three of those are undefined, we'll look at the ego center. If the ego is also undefined, we'll look at the G center. If the G center is also defined, we're looking at the Ajna center for a mental projector strategy and authority for decision-making. And if nothing is defined, you are a reflector and you have all of this momentary wisdom that you have access to. And we can talk about that 
at the end, if I remember to talk about that at the end, I think I will, but I am notorious for forgetting to talk about things that I want to talk about. When you have a split in definition, you have two conversations that are happening. A narrow split is going to mean that these two conversations are at least happening in the same room and at the same side of the table. You're just next to each other. You'll overhear some of the conversational pieces, but you have two separate life forces inside of your body graph, which means that there's going to be two separate authorities within each of those splits in definition. The conditioning that's going to pull you out of alignment the most is probably going to be those split gates. The split gates are going to be the undefined gates that are between your two islands of definition. Let's say you have your splenic center defined and it's connected to your root center, but then it's separated. I have gate 60 and it reaches towards gate three in the sacral center, but that gate three is technically a split gate for me. A lot of the conditioning, if I were a split definition, would be that gate three energy. I have 60, but I'm missing three, but my sacral is defined. There's this one gate that if I just had gate three, then I would be a single definition. How that conditioning is going to show up is I might be searching for something more specific than the themes of the center, or I might be searching for themes of a defined center that I really don't necessarily need access to. I just feel like I am missing that thing because I'm experiencing two separate conversations and experiencing two separate conversations can make you feel chaotic. It can make you feel overwhelmed. It can make you feel like you're not on the same page. You're a hot mess on the inside. You don't know what you're doing. You might have the sensation of, if I just had this gate, if I just had this one thing, then All of my energy would be on the same page and then I would feel calm on the inside. Then I would be able to run the business the way that I want to, or be more confident in this particular area or get my life together in this area, whatever it may be. You might be blaming those split gates more than the centers that are going to be undefined. So split definitions, you have two life force energies in your body. If you have a narrow split, those gates are going to be the highest or the loudest voices of your non-self when making decisions. They're going to be the things that say, you need this. If you're ever going to get what you want to get, your responsibility as an intuitive and intentional person who's trying to make these decisions more intentionally, you get to say, oh, cool. I recognize that I'm searching for this thing and I actually don't need that thing in order to be good enough. So there's going to be some mental deconditioning and some reframing that might happen there. Then we're going to move on to a wide split. A wide split is going to be where there's at least a full channel between the two separate islands of definition. For me, when I think about the analogy of the conference room and having a conversation forward meeting, I think of this as two conversations at the opposite ends of the table. You have a group at the head of the table and a group at the other end of the table, and they're both having conversations, but it's kind of hard to hear between the two separate conversations. You as the conscious individual might fully get wrapped up in one conversation and then you might slowly get disconnected from that. And then eventually later, you're going to feel connected to the other conversation. When you have splits and definition, this goes for all kinds of splits, narrow, wide, triple, quadruple, you need more time to make decisions. So if there is a countdown timer on the sales page, And you are a split definition, especially if you're an emotional authority with that split definition, that countdown timer is probably going to pressure you to make a decision quicker than you are naturally going to come to clarity around that decision. If you rush a decision and you make a decision before you've really found that clarity and found that alignment, what happens is you enter into that decision 
from a space of uncertainty. If you're in a space of uncertainty, when you make a decision, I fully believe that the energy that you're in when you make a decision is also going to be the energy that's carried out throughout your entire investment experience. If you are joining a six-month container or a year-long container, the energy that you're in when you're making that decision, if you're anxious, if you're worried, if you are afraid that you're not going to get your investment back, you're afraid that the ROI is not going to be what you need, you're afraid that the only way to get your investment out of this program is to go through absolutely everything and make full use of every single resource and everything that's available, you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself. You're saying this decision might be worth it, but I'm going to have to work really hard in order to make it worth it. That's putting you in a space where you're going to be giving more than you're able to just receive. The best thing that you can do when making decisions is follow your alignment Follow your design, give yourself the time you need to, to find that clarity, be intentional about what you're searching for, look at what you're searching for and see if it's actually something that you need, or if it's something that is distracting you from recognizing that you already have everything you need inside of you. You want to make sure that you're having that conversation, being intentional, but yeah, the energy that you're in, if you're in that space of self-doubt, if you're in that space of lack, when you make the decision, you're going to be putting so much pressure on yourself to get the most out of the program. But let's use that undefined head center as an example. Again, if you're searching for answers within the program, you're like, okay, this program, it's going to have the answers. And we have that one missing piece of information, that one code, that one bit of information that everyone else seems to know and everyone else who's successful just seems to get. And I am just missing you're going to go through that entire program searching for that one answer. Every single module that drops, every single workbook, every single call that you have, you're like, okay, is this going to be that one thing? Is this going to have that one thing? Is this going to have that one answer that I'm searching for? What you do when you're in that energy, when you're in a searching frequency is you're narrowing your view of perspective. You are looking for something so specific that you are unable to see and receive anything else that that program has to offer if it's not exactly what you're looking for. This is why I want to give this education away for free. I want this to be a free resource because I want people to come into my programs from a space of alignment, ready to receive, ready to experience the magic that I don't even know is going to be in that program yet. They're ready to receive codes and receive wisdom that wasn't what they were looking for, but happens to be better than they imagined. You're not open to receiving wild transformation and wild energetic experiences if you're searching for something very, very, very specific. That's kind of my whole spiel of when you're making investments, you want to make sure that you're opening yourself up to receive in that decision-making process before you send that money, before you make that commitment. So the energy that you're in is what you're going to carry through. If you don't feel good about an investment, don't make it. Do not make an investment that you feel pressured to make, that you did not feel ready to make, because there's a difference between stretching yourself and intuitively knowing that this is the correct step, even though this, it doesn't quite make sense and searching for something out of desperation and hoping that this is going to be the answer that's going to solve all of your problems. Huge difference in frequency. The actions may look the same, but there's a huge difference in the energetic intention behind the actions. And that's really what's going to make the difference in your experience in whatever programs you're investing in is how you enter into that commitment and how you enter into that decision, how you go through that decision-making process and how you enter into that commitment. We talked a little bit about single definitions. We talked about split definitions, the wide splits 
the centers, but also the channels between the centers um, that connect your definition will be the area. So essentially try and find the shortest distance between your splits and definition. And that's probably going to be where most of that conditioning is showing up from. So look at the centers, look at the channels possibly as well. And those are going to be the things that you're probably searching for inside of that program. Now let's talk about triple splits. I am a triple split. And for me as an emotional authority and a triple split, decision-making is kind of challenging. I have my emotional center connected to my ego center. And then my sacral center is connected to my throat center and my Ajna center. And then my splenic center is connected to my root center. I have these three separate sources of awareness. My mental, emotional, and physical awareness are all defined, but having a separate conversation most of the time. And it feels like there is three energetic entities inside of me. There's three sources of life force. There's three conversations that are happening. My emotional center and my ego center go back and forth around how I feel and what I want. And they go back and forth around what's right for me. What do I want? What's right for my community? How do I feel about if I make this decision? How's that going to affect my community? All of the things they have that conversation Then my root center and my splenic center have this conversation around. I feel pressure. I want to improve. I want to grow. I want to break through limitations. I want to evolve. And then it's going to say the perfect way to evolve is this. And it's going to teach me and it's going to show me this fear of failure, but also this fear of not getting things perfect. I have this pressure that says, I want to be perfect and I want to do this correctly. I want to do this the right way. It's really pressuring me to find the right way. But that emotional authority and that emotional little island is having a separate conversation around what I want versus how I feel. And my sacral center wants to just jump in. It's lit up. It wants to take action. It wants to dive into things immediately. For me, when I am making decisions, I know that my emotional authority is ultimately going to be the voice that I want to take into consideration. However, because I'm a triple split, sometimes the internal conversation that I'm experiencing isn't necessarily coming from my emotional center. It might be coming from my splenic center and my root center. It might be coming from my sacral center, throat, and ajna center. It might be coming from anywhere else in my body graph. I genuinely feel like I have three separate authorities. Really, usually how this goes is I am lit up by something. It's really exciting. I say yes to thinking about it. And then I will ride my emotional wave. I'll give myself a couple of days to see how I feel, to feel through things, to wait until I have that clarity. Usually once that clarity hits is when my splenic center will come in and really drop a very intuitive, just like knowing I have gotten just like a voice over my shoulder before of like, you just have to do this, or this is the correct step. It just says a sentence. It's an audible sentence or a piece of guidance that usually sums up what I have felt through. And that then gives me the ability to respond with action. I am balancing three separate conversations in my energy. And then as a triple split, because there's so many gates that provide that split. If I were to count them, there's the three, the 29, the 51, the 22, the 35, the 10, the 57. There's a lot of different places where my chart could connect. While I do find myself searching for answers in those particular gates, sometimes it's more often the undefined centers for me. So triple split, most of the conditioning, most of that non-self, most of those intern style voices are going to be coming from those centers versus splits, which will be probably those gates, especially if it's a narrow split. And then quadruple splits will also have it in the gates that are separating them. Because if you're a quad split, you have one 
maybe one center undefined. <laughs> and so that conditioning is just going to kind of disperse and you're going to be searching for a few other things in those split gates as well. But with the quad split, it feels like there's four conversations going on, very similar to the triple split. When you have these splits in definition, you have to recognize that your process is, I want to say a little bit more clunky. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. There's clunkiness between sometimes you're in one section of your energy and then sometimes you're in a different section of your energy. And sometimes you have access to certain things, but sometimes it feels like you don't know how to connect the two parts of you. There can be a little bit of this internal chaos and that's not a bad thing. That's just your internal experience. I am going to feel that this is part of human design and part of deconditioning is that I get to accept that I'm probably going to feel like a hot mess on the inside every single time that I make a decision. But that gives me the permission to take the pressure off of myself and to stop trying to not feel like a hot mess and stop judging myself for feeling like a hot mess on the inside when I am making decisions. It gives me permission to just wait and let the clarity come to me instead of getting in my non-self and saying, I have to find the answers. Where are the answers? I don't know who I am. I don't know what direction I'm going. If I just had a sense of direction, then everything else would make sense. That's what my non-self says. That's what my non-self tells me to search for is a sense of direction, a plan, an anchor point, the answers, specific solutions. If I'm finding myself searching for those things, I know that whatever investment I'm thinking of making may not be coming from a space of authentic alignment. It may be coming from that space of lack. With no definition, you will be a reflector and reflectors go through cycles. You're very in tune with the moon because you're a lunar type versus all of the other solar types, which consistently generate that energy inside of themselves. As a reflector, you're here to sample the bits of energy of different people. As you go through each lunar cycle, you're going to be sampling and sampling more information. And as you sample that information, you're going to take a sample from here, a sample from here, a sample from here, and you're going to piece together the wisdom. You're going to piece together the pattern that's happening. A lot of people that I have talked to who have worked with either reflector body design or reflector mind design, a reflector design in itself, they have found that every lunar cycle doesn't necessarily provide them with specific answers, but it provides them with more insight to the patterns that are happening. Each lunar cycle provides a deeper understanding of the situation and of what's happening because those undefined centers are gaining experience around that specific situation. Each month you will get more wisdom. You'll get more clarity. You will get more certainty. The other thing that you can do as a reflector is if you're tracking your lunar calendar, if you're tracking where the moon is, what gates it's defining, you'll find that there's a pattern in which it defines the undefined gates in your chart. Most of the time you'll be able to find somewhere within your lunar cycle, three, four, maybe five days where a certain center is defined or a certain authority style is defined. And you get to explore and experiment with what does it feel like to ride through things on an emotional wave? What does it feel like to respond to things? If your sacral is defined in the transits, what does that sacral response feel like? When that sacral is defined, how does that wisdom show up for you? How does the wisdom of your splenic center show up for you when it is defined and when you do have access to it? So you'll get to explore all of the different voices of authority. And then as you go through the month, you'll notice when they're loudest 
And you'll be able to start differentiating these nine different centers and these nine different sources of communication. And that's going to help you to just gain a little bit more wisdom around that internal conversation that you're having. To recap, anyone with splits in definition and anyone with an emotional authority really needs to be giving themselves time and taking the pressure off of their decision-making process. There is no rush. There is no pressure. And if you're receiving that from outside of you, I fully suggest that you advocate for your own alignment and ask if someone has a hard deadline of we're closing this program on this day, but you just found out about it and you have not had the time to really ride your emotional wave or give yourself time to navigate those splits and definition to figure out what's happening in that internal conversation. If you haven't given yourself that time, ask for it. Say, Hey, I am an emotional authority. I'm really considering this program. However, I have not landed on a solid answer yet. Would you be open to me checking in tomorrow, checking in in two days from now to see if it's aligned? Would you be okay if it is a yes, if I joined a day or two late? Most often people will say yes, because you're advocating for your alignment and you're giving yourself what you need in order to move through that decision-making process with clarity. What's right for you is right for everyone that's involved in that situation. That's why I educate around this so much in my sales process is because I don't want to have a solid sales process. I don't want to feel like I'm supposed to convince someone to see the value in my offers that doesn't feel good to me. I have nothing to prove to anybody. No one has anything to prove to anybody. I want to attract people who feel for some reason, and they can't describe it. They can't put words on it, but they need to be in my programs. There's just something there for them. They know there's something there for them. And they're ready to enter into that container with this open and abundant and really free sense of energy instead of being in that space of lack and that space of this program has to solve all of my problems. It has to be this answer. It has to give me this. I'm searching for something specific in order to make it worth the investment. It has to be this instead of trying to micromanage the situation and weigh it down with all of these expectations. I want you to set the intention to trust yourself, trust your decision-making process. And if your decision-making process is guiding you to step into that program, that you go into that program without expectations and you're ready to see what wisdom and what answers and what lessons you are guided to learning inside of that container. I want people to come into my work and be open to receive because when you're open to receive in my world, you receive so much more than if you're going into something with just an expectation. I am the queen of over-delivering. I give way more in most of my containers than I originally set out to. If I'm positioning it as this is what you're going to get if you're going through this program, and then I add something else that's entirely magical, and it could be exactly what you need, but if it's not exactly what you're looking for, you may not even be open to going through that content or listening to the advice that I have there or participating in the activity if it's not what you think you're needing from that container. Expectations and non-self are a great way to not get a return on investment or feel like you are responsible for making your money work for you and getting the most out of your investment. If you're entering into any kind of investment, especially, especially if it's a personal development focused investment and the result is kind of non-tangible, if you're entering into a commitment like that, you want to enter into it from a space of abundance. You want to enter into it from a space of confidence and from a space of receptivity, not from a fight or flight response, not because you were triggered, not because you feel like this is going to somehow solve all of your problems and 
It's going to be the hero program in your life. I want you to feel like you are intuitively being guided and that you are following your decision-making process when entering my programs. Now that I've recorded this episode, it is going to live as a resource on every single landing page that we create because I want people to be able to go through this and be able to listen to what they need to understand, you know, and really listen to their decision-making process when they're entering into my container, because that is ultimately going to figure out what's best for you. If you are taking responsibility for figuring out what is best for you and making aligned decisions, that takes the pressure off of me for needing to convince you that I have good offers. It also takes the pressure off of you where you don't feel like you're being sold to. You don't feel like you're being manipulated. You don't feel like someone is trying to convince you of anything. You also are not afraid of being pushed into investments that you are not ready for. If people are intuitively making decisions to come into my programs, I know that I am attracting the people who are going to get amazing results in my programs. And that's ultimately going to lead to me being able to help the people that are genuinely open to receiving my help. Aligned decisions is an amazing thing. I do want to go through the centers and the different authority styles in case you're brand new, just so you know what the different voices and centers are. The Emotional center is going to be the top dog. If it's defined at all, whether it's a split definition or not, it is going to be the head bitch in charge. And we do want to be listening to that emotional wave over everything. With the emotional wave, there's several different wave patterns. Some feel like just raising and lowering in intensity in how much you're feeling, how intensely you're feeling your emotions. Some kind of have a steady pattern. Some you might feel pretty emotionally neutral until something happens and then you'll feel a low or then you'll feel a high. Whatever your emotional pattern is, just know that when you have heightened emotions, when your emotional experience is very, very loud, it's going to cloud your clarity. You don't want to make emotionally charged decisions. And even if your emotional center is undefined, this is your non-self. And therefore you still do not want to be making emotionally charged decisions. Wait until you're in a space of neutrality. Wait until you've detached a little bit. Wait until you felt through what you needed to feel through before you decide to make it. For me, that moment of clarity, it kind of feels like that big sigh after you've been crying for a while where you felt all of your feelings. You've gone through what you needed to go through. You felt the intensity. And now you just have this stillness. There's just this calmness inside of you. If the emotional center is undefined, then you have a sacral authority. If you're a single definition, that sacral authority is going to have momentary clarity and it's going to know right now if it's ready to take action. You actually don't want to be waiting very long to make decisions. You want to be taking action on those decisions, on those uh uh uh-uh-uh's, but you do want to be intentional around how much you're committing to with that yes and no. Because the sacral center has this momentary clarity. It knows what's correct for right now. It doesn't look that far ahead. Say yes to reading the sales page. Say yes to checking out the prices. Say yes to checking out the checkout pages. Say yes to one thing along the way. And then once you come to that moment of clarity, that's when you can say, okay, yes, I'm ready to jump into this program or I am not 100% sure. So I'm going to come back to it and see what my sacral says in a minute. Do kind of follow those yes, no questions and follow if it's expansive or if it's a contracting energy for you. And be intentional or be aware of 
searching for that emotional center, if it's undefined, you can be searching for big emotions. You can be searching for big feelings. There's an intensity that can come with making a large investment. I have seen people with an undefined emotional center make a large investment because that gives them this almost hit of emotionality and this hit of like big emotions and big things to feel through. And so it kind of stimulates that undefined emotional center. And that's what that undefined emotional center was looking for. You might be searching for emotional stimulation and not necessarily what's correct for you or what's not correct for you. So if you're looking for a program or an investment to make you feel better, check on your emotional center, check to see what's going on there, because that sounds like non-self to me. Moving on, we have the splenic center. The splenic center is physical intuition. When we think of intuition, the splenic center deals with fear. It deals with fear because fear is not an emotion. With the splenic center, there's going to be this intuitive fear as well. So this intuitive awareness of what's safe for you, what's threatening you, what is healthy for you and what's not healthy for you. It's filtering information and it's picking up on signals that you're not fully aware of at a conscious level because it's physical intuition. And you're just going to get this feeling of this is safe for me, or this is not safe for me. I remember when I made the decision to leave my nursing job, I just came back to over and over and over again. I just know that this is safe. Looking at it from an external perspective or mentally analyzing the situation, deciding to quit an entire career after only six weeks working in the industry and to quit the next day does not necessarily make sense. You don't have quite enough experience to easily be rehired. It could make working in that field really difficult in the future. It feels like it could potentially be taking away a safety net, but there was this deep internal connection to my intuition. And I just knew, I couldn't tell you why I couldn't tell you any of the information around why I knew, but I just knew everything was going to work out fine. And it has, it has all worked out fine. It was a huge leap of faith that I took, but there was that deep internal sense of, I know that I'm quitting a job and making all of these big decisions, but really this is just me making the correct decision for me. And it felt correct. No matter what, there was that deep internal sense of, I just know that this is safe for me. And I just know that I'm going to be healthy while making this decision and taking this risk. It's not actually that big of a risk for me. I just felt safe doing it. It's kind of splenic center intuition. It also just has this voice. Hearing things is really associated with the splenic center. So a lot of people who have their splenic center to find, they will associate it to hearing a voice. I've heard things like when I was quitting my nursing job, I had this kind of hit me and it said, you could just quit tomorrow. And then I got to visualize and feel through and emotionally process the idea of just quitting my job tomorrow when I had not intended to do that in any way, shape, or form. (laughs) A lot of people that I've worked with talk about the Splendid Center is having this voice and having a clear, audible voice. For me, it feels like it's reaching over my shoulder or someone like tiptoeing up behind me and whispering something in my ear. It's happened a couple of times and several times it feels very crazy but it's always right. (laughs) Even if it's ahead of my emotional wave, sometimes it's always correct. Listening for that intuitive voice and following what feels healthy for you, even if that is taking a healthy risk or a healthy leap of faith, if that may be. Those are the three first authorities, three of the highest in the hierarchy. Then we have ego authority. If the ego center is defined and we have no definition in the sacral, the splenic center, the root center, or the emotional center, because the root center only connects to those three. And we don't want pressure centers to be a decision-making space because it's going to 
pressure you to make decisions. We don't make decisions from the root center or from the head center just because they are pressure centers. So moving on to the ego center, the ego center is about desire. The ego center is about what you want and it's about resources. It's on ego circuitry. It's on tribal circuitry. So it's dealing with resources. It's dealing with willpower. It's dealing with desires. It's also dealing with your sense of self-worth with the ego center. If you're an ego authority, the most important thing that I can say is that you have to be in alignment with your desires. You have to accept your desires. You have to accept that you want what you want. You also have to stop judging yourself for wanting things. If you're judging yourself for your desires or there's judgment around, I want this, but I don't know if I'm worthy enough for it, or I have to work really hard in order to prove that I am worthy of it. That's going to be the conversation that's going to hold you back the most when you're making decisions. You might have this internal sense of, I want this thing. And I desire this thing, but I don't feel like I'm a good enough person to have it. Or who am I to want this thing? Everyone wants to be a millionaire. I'm not actually going to make it happen. Those types of things. You actually need to be seeing yourself as the kind of person who could be a millionaire or as the kind of person who has these desires and you wanting what you want is of service to everyone that's involved. I always come back to that. What is aligned for me is also aligned for everyone that's involved in the situation. If I decide to run a program and it's not actually aligned for me, I'm not going to be able to show up in that container in alignment. If I am not showing up in my best energy, then it's going to lower the value that people experience in that container, which means I am opening a container, but not showing up in my fullest potential. And that's harmful for me. That's harmful for my clients. That's harmful for my energy. It's just not beneficial to everyone that's involved. If I am making decisions and if I am creating programs and creating offers that I'm excited about and I'm aligned with, the people that do get to experience them are going to experience my true power and my magic and all of that sacral creativity that I'm able to add to that program. But I have to want it. As we're going through these different centers, I want you to know that these are voices that are true for you if it's defined, whether it's your authority or not. As someone with a defined ego, that defined ego is talking to my emotional center. It's informing my emotionality. It's informing how I feel. It's important for me to take into consideration that voice as well as my emotional authority when making decisions. Really, I think about all of my centers when making decisions. So that ego center is desire driven. What do you desire? And are you ready to put your willpower where your desires are? Are you ready to feel worthy of it? The next one is going to be the G center. We have self-projected projectors here and self-projected projectors are some of my favorite people. Watching them guide themselves and make decisions from alignment is so beautiful because it's so authentic. Anytime you have your identity center connected to your throat center, Indirectly, but primarily if it's a direct connection, you are opening yourself up to vulnerability because everything that you share is coming from the seat of your soul. Everything that you speak about is coming from your sense of alignment, your sense of identity, who you are, your heart. So if you're speaking from your heart and you're speaking from this level of authenticity, it means that if there is any judgment around what you've said, it can feel like judgment towards you personally. It may have just been a judgment towards the way that you said something or how you said something or what you said. And you can take it personally because you speak from your soul. You speak from your identity. You speak from authenticity. So one, be aware of any judgment around who you are and expressing yourself. The thing that I see with self-projected projectors and decision-making is 
if it's not in that sacral center, if I'm going to have to work really hard in order to get what I want, then it's coming from a space of, I'm afraid of other people seeing that I want this or being afraid of the judgment that might come from following your authenticity and following what you believe is correct for you. Will they still love me? Is it going to make sense to them? Are they going to understand the sense of direction? Am I going to somehow reject my entire friend group by making this decision? Things like that, where you think that this decision could somehow sabotage your sense of community, your sense of connection, your sense of lovability, the love that you get to receive. If you are a self-projected projector, you are following your sense of authenticity. You're following the pull in your chest. You're following your identity. You are expressing yourself and your desires and who you are through the decisions that you make. So you want to see, does this decision reflect you? Does it reflect the you that you desire to be? Does it reflect the you that you're trying to be, the you that you are being in this moment? Or is it the decision that you're making so that you can hold on to an identity that is no longer serving you. So what does it mean about you when you're making this decision and who are you being when you make that decision? And do you like who you are as you're making this decision? Really the best thing that I can say for self-projected projectors with this sense of self as their authority is that you want to be the person that you want to be when you're making the decision. Who do you want to be as you make this decision? And then from that identity, that's where you'll find that clarity. That's where you'll find that correct next step. The next authority that we have is the mental authority. We're going to have mental projectors that either have their Ajna connected to their throat or their Ajna connected to their head center or all three. All three of them can be defined. Essentially, what we're looking at is that mental awareness. The Ajna center deals with mental awareness. It deals with perspective. It deals with the way that you see things, the way that you mentally process information, form opinions, process ideas, tell stories, the way that you view the world and organize information in your head. We don't want to be making mental decisions. The reason is our conscious mind comes into play and we start making decisions in our head and not actually giving our intuition the ability to make that decision or our body the ability to make the decision. What you want to do as a mental authority you have your Ajna defined in your head or your Ajna in your throat or a combination of all three, you're kind of using your undefined centers here where you're speaking out what you want to say. You're getting what's in your head out into the world so that then you can feel the feedback that you get either from other people or from just witnessing yourself say it. Essentially what's happening is you want to see your mental perspective from a different perspective. What that means is you have to get that mental perspective out of you so that you can respond to it. You can analyze it. You can see it a little bit more detached. You need a person or several people to talk at. You don't necessarily need their opinions or their feedback or what they want to say. You just want to be able to talk about it so that you can observe your talking. You can observe how you feel while you're talking about it. And you'll gain insight and information around what the correct decision is for you from that conversation, not necessarily from the person you're conversing with. You do, of course, want it to be a safe space. You do want it to be somebody that you trust, someone that you hopefully will not be very judged by who understand where you're coming from and who has your highest interest in heart, but you're not looking for their feedback or their advice. You're looking to bounce things off of them. So you can see and intuitively figure out 
how is this landing? How does it feel in its repercussion? So it's not just an idea in my head. How does the manifestation of this idea, how does me speaking this into existence, just talking about it, how does that feel for me? How do I feel about the response or the reverberation that I'm getting from expressing my opinion here? So that will be the mental authority with the lunar authority or as a reflector. Do not rush yourself. See what influences you are under in the transits currently that might be heavily influencing your decision-making process. Give yourself more time, give yourself more time and just see if you can recognize the patterns that have been showing up over the last couple of months that maybe have led you to this particular moment where you're facing the situation. What information are you sampling right now? What energies are you sampling right now? What people are more, most prominent in your community at this moment? Because the people that are most prominent in your community at this moment are probably also going to be the people that you are sampling their energy from, You're kind of borrowing bits and pieces of their frequencies and of their, of their processes. That might be affecting you as well. You might be reflecting some of that. Really just look at the environment that you're in. And if you feel like you are in an environment that supports you in your next vision and it supports you being who you desire to be in this next phase of your life, or if there is just this ultimate, I am being pulled in this direction and I'm not quite sure why, but I'm being pulled here. So I'm going to trust that sensation. Then follow that. Give yourself time, check in with the transits to see how the moon might be affecting you, how the planets might be affecting you and give yourself even more time to find that clarity and to see what happens. Just see what happens. See how those patterns unfurl. We have talked about the different authorities, the different types of authorities, the different splits in definition. We've talked a little bit around the non-self themes of the centers and how they might be pulling you out of alignment. I think that's where I want to end this. We'll kind of wrap this up now. When you are thinking about investing, realize that there is no right or wrong answer. If you say no to something, the lesson that you need, the piece of wisdom that you need, the next lesson that you are going through can show up in different ways. If you think that it's going to happen in a container, in a specific program, it might happen in that program. But if you decide to opt out of that program for any reason, you will still be able to experience the lessons that would have been in that container in other shapes or forms. Whatever you need in your next level, the decision that you make to get there doesn't matter because ultimately you're always going to get there. I like to think of this as like the GPS system in my car. Even if I make wrong turn, the next steps are going to be the ones to get me back on track. Every direction that I get is still pointing me towards where I desire to go, that end destination. And it doesn't really matter if I mess things up because I'm still going to get there in the end. I'm still going to arrive. And usually the difference between making a wrong turn or following the quickest way there is like a minute, <laughs> if anything. Save yourself the time of worrying about making the wrong decisions. There is no wrong decision. The concept of right or wrong is mostly subjective. There is no right or wrong. If you're thinking about making an aligned purchase, give yourself time, really use this as an experiment to see if you can see your design popping up and your non-self themes being loud and your authority shining in its spotlight and giving you the guidance and the wisdom that is going to support you and going to support everyone that's involved in the decision-making process. So there is no right or wrong answer. You are going to make an aligned decision no matter what. And we can celebrate the aligned decision regardless of what it is. When people come to me and we make aligned decisions together, even if it's a no, I'm still celebrating that because I'm still celebrating you being in your experiment and you learning to trust your intuition over 
what you think you need or what you want from a, a space of lack. Being in a space of abundance, the energy that you're in when you're making the decision is definitely going to affect your ability to receive well in that program or well experiencing that investment. So be intentional about your buying process. And as you move forward, every product or every program or everything that you decide to purchase gets to be an opportunity for you to tune into your intuition, tune into your authority and see what wisdom you are being given what things you are processing and what information is possibly influencing the decision that you're making in that moment. Hopefully this helps you to make more aligned decisions in the future. Hopefully it saves you money and helps you from investing in programs that may not actually have been aligned for you and programs that were really just your non-self saying that you needed this. Hopefully this also gives you a little bit more of a tangible example of how to use your authority, how to practice it. Because if there's anything in human design that you learn, decision-making should be that thing. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned a lot and you enjoyed this episode and I will talk to you in the next one.